0: Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan from Startups.com, joined by my friend and the founder and CEO of Startups.com, Will Schroeder. Will, one of the things that we talk a lot, a lot, a lot about in the founder space is failure, right? I mean, it's an inevitability for the vast majority of startup companies, so it's an important topic. But I think you and I would, would agree, and I want to get your opinion, but we, we hear a lot about, you know... It, makes it sound so final, right? That failure is this, this doomsday scenario where, you know, life is over and and nothing happens after that. What's your take on that? Like, let's, let's unpack what failure actually looks like and what kind of losses we, we actually retain and what we recover from and, and what sticks around.
1: You know, I think we all feel like if this thing fails, that it's just end of days. Yep. Right. I mean, that's, that's how this ends, right? Like, um, we sit up at night at you know, 3 a.m. staring at the ceiling saying, you know, how am I going to get out of this? If this thing doesn't work, just like the, the whole world is just like Armageddon. Yeah. And I've been there. I know you've been there, right? And th- the problem is we get so paralyzed by that fear, which which, ironically, you know, kind of causes it to, to get worse. You know, the, the outcome <laughs> yep. to get worse.
0: That accelerates on, bad outcomes real quick.
1: Agreed. But on top of that, I think where we get really um messed up is we don't play these fears through. Sure. Right. We just play the part where the bad guy jumps out. We don't play the part where we get away. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> just like right. and so I think what'd be cool to talk about today is what are the tools we can use to be able to shine a light on these fears, right? And more importantly, let's go beyond the fears. Let's pretend it all happened, right? Let's yeah. play it all the way through. <laughs> yep. Let's say that that everything we expected to happen happens, then what? What does it actually look like? And because we've talked to no lack of founders in this topic, (laughs) not to mention having lived it ourselves. Yep. Um, What does it look like at the end of that journey? And can we recover? Can we get on the other side of this and go build something, do something great? So let's look at the entire timeline with this um, and, and unpack all of it to figure out what these fears actually are. All right, so before we get into this next topic, I just want to let you know what we talk about here is like 1% of the conversation. You know, really this conversation is going on all day long online at groups.startups.com where Ryan and I pretty much talk endlessly with founders about every one of these topics. So if by the end of this discussion, you like the topic and you want to dig into it a little bit more with Ryan and I, just head to groups.startups.com and we'll pick it up from there.
0: You know, it's funny, just even thinking of the language that we use to describe these things. Think about some of the terminology we use to talk about these scenarios. Like, ah, the business is on life support, right? right. Oh, we're at the end of our runway, right? Like all of these things literally lead to like death and disaster, right? The language yeah, yeah. that we use is important here. Um and it misrepresents the the reality, right? The business isn't on life support. Um, more importantly you are not on life support, right? If you're not actually on life support, you're not on life support, right? That's not a thing. And I think that this is one of those places <laughs> where we talk about this a lot, about how you know it's hard to extract ourselves from the businesses. But particularly in points like this, it's important to remember that you and the business will face very different consequences if things do go all to hell in a handbasket, right? Right. It's never what we
1: think it is. Um, the, the first time... Uh, that I was running uh, my first company. And I was doing what everybody else does, which I'm laying in bed at three in the morning, staring at the ceiling, saying, what the hell did I get myself into,
0: right? You and forgot it's, the cold and sweat part. You're bathing cold sweat, right? It's terrifying, right? Yeah, it is. It's awful. And
1: having been through this nine more times, I understand this process much better. It gets marginally better, not a lot better, right? You know, those, those moments of anxiety still exist. Yeah. But what ends up happening, and this is where it gets a little bit gnarly. What ends up happening is that um we don't define this fear great enough. We know we feel it, sure. yeah, feel terrified, yeah. right? But because we don't define the monster in the corner, we don't give an infinite definition, not only can we never beat it, but our fears are always a hundred X worse than they should be. And so I think the first thing to do is let's talk about what losing it all actually looks like, yeah. right? Because that's our worst case scenario. So let's right. just go there. Go straight right? there. And, and let's play it out. How do you see it? When you think about losing it all, what does that actually mean to you?
0: Sure. Yeah, I remember, I remember a point with, with the first business where I, I thought that was going to happen. There were a couple of, you know, we had, we'd worked our way out of the small and medium projects into a couple of larger projects. which felt great. The margins were way higher. Everything was, was fantastic. And then a couple of those big clients pulled the plug on the projects. Right. And that has a major, major impact now because we'd gotten rid of all the small clients. So it was looking pretty disastrous. And given the timeframes on payment, and all that stuff, it wasn't like I could just go out and hustle up a couple clients and like, okay, we'll just prop things up. It was bad. Right. We did find some ways to, to pull up eventually, but I remember if I put myself back in that time, right. And I was sure that I was going to lose it all. Uh, what was I, what did that actually mean? Right. It was, it felt life ending to me at the time. And let me give you like some, some of the, like the nitty gritty here. So sure. I developed, it's funny at 19, I don't really think that I had a great concept of 20 at that point, 20. I didn't have a good concept for what like anxiety and depression were. Um, you find that out later. Oh man. I, I knew what it was <laughs> later, but I was absolutely suffering from it. Then um, yeah. I, I had this thing where when the phone would ring, when my cell phone would ring, I would get extremely tired. Like that. I mean, like, I just, really? I, my phone would ring. I just want to go to bed. I was just like, I just wow. want to go to sleep. I, it was, it That's was, weird. it was Pavlovian, right? My phone would ring and I'm like, ah, sleepy time, right? That's and terrible. that was anxiety and depression. I was so worried about what the next phone call was going to bring that my body was like, hey, rather than deal with that, let's just shut down. Let's just make Ryan go sleepy time. Um, and so like, it was bad, right? It was really bad at that point. And then, you know, again, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, what was actually going to happen, right? Worst case was I had enough money to pay the the existing payroll, right? I, there wasn't going to be anybody that wasn't going to get paid. They were going to get paid again, but everybody's going to get paid for the work that they had done. Uh, so that would be okay. There was about, I don't know, eight or $10,000 in credit card debt, which like when you're 19, that feels like a lot of money. It wasn't. Um, right. Right. All right. It wasn't at all. Um, and there were some other small liabilities here and there. But let's say my total financial exposure was going to be like maybe 15 grand right. max. Right. And that was if literally everything just like blew up in my face. Uh, and so, and that was really it because there wasn't like, there wasn't anything else to unwind. There wasn't work we couldn't accomplish. There wasn't anything. I wasn't going to let anybody down in any major ways. Uh, at that point, it was staff was probably seven people right? So there were going to be seven people who had to go find new jobs. Guess what? When right. I hired them, they didn't have jobs. They were right. college kids hanging right. out, literally just <laughs> waiting for the next, uh, the next allowance so they could go get some pizza. Uh, so it wasn't like anybody was going to be majorly let down. And yet in my mind, this was the end of days this was the end of everything yep. I, of course. To the point where when my phone rang, I went to sleep, right? <laughs> like, the amount of stress and physiological pressure that my body was under was, was insane. And over, $15,000 in, in debt, which like, compare that to what the other college kids around me were racking up in student loans. Um, it was it was a pittance, right? right. And so, you know, and, and I wasn't factoring in a lot of other really important things. Like, what had I gained through this? I right. gained a bunch of connections with big businesses around town. I had, you know, met a ton of people and and developed some some notoriety. And you know, it, people knew who I was and, and knew what I was doing. Uh, and I was was respected within that community. And I, none of that factored at that point. And I'm sure you're probably in in the same boat. It's like all that goes out the window. We don't think about anything that we've gained. It's just what are the losses? Uh, right. but to your point, they don't stack up to much. It wasn't really a big <laughs> deal, right? Yeah, long, you know, long story long. I, you know, we, we pulled out one of the, one of the clients recommitted, um, and we didn't have to return their deposit, which is what was really going to create the financial disaster. And we proceeded and continued on for another two and a half, three years after that, before exit. And so everything was, everything turned out just fine, but boy, it didn't feel like it right then. Not at all. Of course. Well, the other thing too, that, that we lose sight of is, we still exist at the end of this scenario. Like when
1: we play this scenario out. (laughs) Not in my mind. No, sir. The Uh -uh. the company goes bankrupt. (laughs) And in this scenario, we're just watching it happen, right? Right. Like this car wreck that that we can't stop, right? Oh, yeah. The difference in this case is in this this car wreck metaphor, we just get out of the car, right? And go hop into another car. Airbags deploy
0: and yeah, I, I get picked up and I go home. My insurance company covers it.
1: One of the things that that I didn't consider when I'm sitting, you know, sitting in uh, in bed at night, staring at the ceiling, was if everything were to go sideways, and it did. Just to be clear, I still exist. A hundred percent of me still exists to either go work on the next version of it, yep. go leave it entirely, right, and just go work somewhere else. Here's here's where I was at. Just give me a sense. Um, at this point, I remember this so vividly. How can I not? I'm $100,000 in personal debt, right? You feel that. It is so funny because this is like in the 90s when they would give any college kid as many credit cards (laughs) as they wanted, right? You know, the grand experiment gone wrong.
0: Yep, oh man. How many did you have just to get t-shirts? I had at least two just to get t-shirts. Ironically, it was the same t-shirt. It was just the the John Belushi one that says college, right? (laughs) I signed up for two different credit cards to have two of those t-shirts. Right. That was how I, it worked I signed back up then.
1: for a first USA. I don't know. I'm sure they're not even around anymore. First no. USA credit card. I'll never forget. They sent me a credit card, a gold card that had a five thousand dollar <laughs> limit on it. I took the card the same day, yeah. went down the street on campus, and bought a 1988 Audi Five Thousand for exactly four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars yes. on my card because yes. I had no way of getting you yeah. know financing in any other way, and I needed right. a car. Yep. Um, what a piece of crap that car was. <laughs> anyway, oh, man. Um, but what I hadn't considered when I'm staring at the ceiling was that um, I pictured the business goes bankrupt, which it was going to, right?
0: Yeah, for um, sure.
1: And I'm basically forever locked into this, right? Like somehow this is a life sentence yeah. where I have to be paying this debt off for like the next thousand years right? I just right. hadn't considered how debt works. Where do I go um, to get
0: my scarlet letter, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and mind you, dude, I was like 20 years right. old, yep. right? Like, I, I, I had thought that like my career was pretty much over. It hadn't even occurred to me. My friends weren't even close to graduating from college, right? My career wasn't yeah. even remotely started. If you talk four quarters of football, I wasn't even in the preseason. I was in spring right. training <laughs> and I was already writing my whole life off, yep. right? Yep. In my mind, I'll never forget this, in my mind, if this internet company thing didn't work out, yeah. I was going to be an associate at Best Buy. Like it was specifically <laughs> that, right? And by the way, I'm not knocking the yeah. blue shirts at Best Buy. Oh right? man! Uh, f- funny side note: Best Buy wound up becoming our our one of our biggest clients at the agency. Totally That's random, funny. but like, I think I was like playing out this 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 death fantasy. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, in my mind, I was basically me wearing a blue shirt. I'm selling people computers for the next 50 years. There was no other outcome, right? Apparently, that was the only thing that could happen. And the reason I say that is because I think when we start considering these outcomes, they're always so fixed. It's always based on whatever happens today is just projected for the rest of my life. Apparently, I have no say, right? I just sit back. Passively set now. Yeah. Right. And watch the rest of my life happen. You are the bankrupt
0: financially, (laughs) emotionally, morally. You're done. It's it's unbelievable.
1: (laughs) And so, you know, what I hadn't considered was that um, the moment things go sideways, I'm still around. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. Uh, so the company did go bankrupt, by the way. Like, basically, like, I, I'd taken out all the credit cards. I'd used it to make payroll. Terrible idea. Terrible oh, yeah. idea. That that one, um, that one
0: keeps hurting for a while.
1: Yeah. And we just had, like, a bad quarter. where like, yep. just, you know, uh, we didn't sell anything or receivables didn't come in, whatever. And I just didn't have any money left. Right? Yep. We weren't like infinitely bankrupt, right? Like, like no. Lehman Brothers bankrupt. We were like, <laughs> we we're out $5,000 bankrupt, right? right? But right. Pff, it might as well have been $5 billion, yep. right? Is
0: all the money we have. We don't have it, doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. So everyone quit. No surprising. All right. Everyone said, I'm out, right? Right. And there I am. I remember this moment. I'm sitting in my apartment on campus and I'm sitting at this like really Rich, cheap. Let's be honest. I, I don't know why this they're, is so They're, d- they're to be
0: depressing, a- anyways, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting at this like, like cheap $100 dinette set that I had in my uh, apartment. And I'm like, well, that's it, right? Like, yep.
0: I, it's just me I, and I my value city. Yep. <laughs>
1: but, but then something really weird happened. I'm like, wait a minute. I got like plenty of time, right? Yeah. Like, I, I still have the same 16 hours that I was going to spend yesterday. I can go sell more web pages. Like, yep, yeah. All these people
0: are gone, but like, I'm not gone. I'm still they, here. They weren't here when I sold the first one. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And like, yep.
1: Ryan, I don't know why this was such like an aha moment where I was like, wait a minute, like I'm not consigned to working for Best Buy for the rest <laughs> of my life, right? In the, in the salt salt mines of personal digital assistance. right? And like, and all of a sudden, I was like, well, shit, I can go sell more clients. To your point, yes. I, I still have the same Rolodex. If I right. saw more deals, can yep. I just hire some of those people back? Yeah. And lo and behold, I could,
0: right? Yeah. Who would have guessed? Funny. I, you know, I, I think that there's this challenge that occurs where it's like, I remember at the time thinking that sort of everybody that I saw, saw the same thing that I saw, right? That they all saw me as like, you know, this person was about to be bankrupt, about to be failed, you know, living in, in the shadow of one of the, uh, one of the nationwide towers downtown in a cardboard box. Right. Um, they didn't see any of that. That was the right. same guy that they saw the day before who was running this successful, you know, digital, uh, digital company, right? They had no idea. Didn't care. Uh, and, and their opinion of me had changed exactly zero. Um, I was living out this fantasy in my head. Like you said, the death fantasy. I mean, my mind was more bleak. I was literally like thinking through like, okay, how can I put my survival skills to use here as I go homeless? Right? <laughs> like what you can know, I forage for in downtown Columbus?
1: You know, by the way, I just want to mention if, what we're talking about today sounds like the kind of discussion you wish you were having more often. You actually can. You know, We're online all day, every day, working through exactly these types of topics with founders just like you. So any question you would have or maybe some problem you just wanna work through, we're here and we love this stuff. And we're easy to find. You know, Head over to groups.startups.com and let's just start talking. In current terms, I pictured failure To be what Adam Newman goes through or uh, Elizabeth uh, Holmes from Theranos goes through, where they're making movies about my failure, right? There's just like billboards up about, you know, how dare you?
0: Yeah. And it's so funny
1: how literally no one cares.
0: Right. Punches pilot was going to come along at some point and poke me in the ribs with a spear. Like I was going to be crucified. Like I was, it was over, over, Like it was as Unreal. bad as it could be. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny, the same capabilities that we have as founders to be creative and project into the future, what our beautiful business is going to be absolutely cuts the other direction. We can be just as bloody creative and, and, and insightful in terms of destroying ourselves, right? We can project that same 100%. awful vision. Uh, so yeah, that, that one's one that cuts both ways and, and it's bad for you. Um, okay, so well, let's talk about that, right? So you're you're there now, right? You've you yep. realized you're still around. Um, yep, and now now you've got carte blanche, right? You can you can do whatever you want, right? Which in in some cases it's go right back to doing what you were doing the day before and just build again. Um right. which I think is one of those things is it's you can't see at the moment. You cannot imagine that after all the effort and time and blood, sweat, tears, money, whatever you've put into this business that there could be a potential backslide. That the backslide right. feels like death, right? I can't go back right. to it just being me again. I had right. seven people, I had 30 people, I had whatever. I can't be just me again. The hell you can't, right? right. To your point, like you just went back and you're like I'm just going to go do the exact same thing I was doing. You it, can it, also go supposed- do something entirely different, right? Something yeah. that says you have to recreate. It doesn't have to be a story of the phoenix rising from the ashes where the phoenix is the business. As long as right. as long as you rise from the ashes, you're good. Well, but the other side of it is all those things that were the problem to begin with,
1: yeah. right? Whether they were clients or or employees or yeah. investors or whatever, oh, man, they all yeah. just went away. They went away, right? Yeah. Thing, but up until that point, I was sweating every night wondering how I was going to make payroll, not appropriately yeah. so, right? right? And then everybody left, and I didn't have no any payroll. payroll, no. And I was like, yeah. well, damn. <laughs> I had another scenario, right? Years later, with another startup that was that was a funded startup. And, uh, and for like a year and a half, we're out trying to raise more money. Like get our second round, just never happened. Yep. Right? And it's a shitty scenario. Um, but same thing, you know, whole time I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then it happened. We basically yeah. had to call it quits and, you know, let the team go and we had to uh, tell the investors. And in my mind, the, uh, the, the outcome to that was going to be held on forever. And it turned <laughs> out, and this is the weird part, and again, I can't emphasize this enough because at the time, we just can't see this. When we tell investors that we're not moving on, yeah. it's not like we've got a marathon discussion for the next seven years where every day <laughs> they come and tell us what a adjunct <laughs> right. failure we are, right? Here's how my discussions went. And I had some pretty prolific investors that like maybe like seven or eight that I had to have conversations with. Yeah, No one cared. I think the longest conversation lasted a half hour and not because anybody was like beating up, just because they were being polite, right? They were like, yeah. hey, are you okay? And whatever. Right. But most of the people were more or less the equivalent of saying, here's an email. And I called everybody, like essentially the equivalent of an email and of a conversation saying, hey, things yeah. didn't work out. We tried XYZ. And they're like, all right, you know, let's, uh, let's see if we can do something next time. I'm like,
0: wait. Wait, what? Huh? I've been killing myself for 18 months and, and this is the yeah. outcome? This is the outcome. You know, it's funny, like you part of you actually wants it to be more than that, right? Right. Part of you kind of feels like you want people to be more upset. You want them to like help you wallow in this a little bit. Um, They just don't, right? Because it wasn't that big of a deal. You've said this before, and I think you're referring to the same story, but a lot of those investors had given up on you a year before. They're like, yeah, we uh, (laughs) we totally saw like, we're surprised you're still doing this. Um, uh, Yeah, it's, yeah. Often the writing's on the wall for everybody else before it is for the, the founder.
1: So the other thing that happened was that um, I assumed that like, uh, you know, with the, the investors, team, whatever, that everyone would be like in my world all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I forgot that it's kind of like in a breakup, right? Yep. You break up and that person just goes and does other stuff. Right. Yeah. Except unlike a breakup where you're wallowing, you know, in the breakup and like, you know, looking at their social media to see who they're dating. No one cares.
0: Right? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares.
1: One nope. just, just heads for the hills. The staff, like, they're frustrated that week. Deservedly so. Sure. right. The next week, they think about it a little bit, maybe. Maybe. And by the next week, no one cares. No, they're working at their new job, right? And they're fine. Exactly. They're on to the next thing. The only person that wallows is the founder. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, at the time, before all this happens, before this, this Armageddon happens, we put it in our mind that the wallow will last forever, right? <laughs> yep. at, during all my breaks at Best Buy, I just go behind in the parking lot and just cry myself, like right, in the fetal position, about my failures, right? right. Um, anything that I failed at, I still feel the pain. You know, Ryan, when I'm sure. describing, uh, you know, what it felt like to, to part with investors, shut the company down, it wasn't awesome, right? No. Like, you know, not. even if I try to glamorize the story, It sucked what amazed me was how quickly it just went away. Yeah. And what I didn't realize all of these losses is they don't stick
0: the way you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not at all.
1: It's not the way it works.
0: No, it isn't. Like you said, it's, it's the founder that holds on to it. And without any real reason, because the rest of the world's forgotten about it. You know, it's, (laughs) I'm just picturing these scenarios was like, you know, Vinny and Lenny are going to come around and kneecap you if, you know, because the investors are mad. Like it doesn't happen, right? They've already written it off. It's all done. Um, and then, and then you're in clean slate territory where you said, you know, like everything that was negative about the situation in most cases, right? They're, they're going to be right. some outliers, but in most cases, let's say 95% of what was driving the negativity in the situation is now gone. The payroll's gone. Angry clients are gone. You know, the, 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 the ham-fisted monocled investor is no longer pounding on the table. He probably never was in the first place. And everything's back to a, kind of a new baseline normal and you get to decide what you're going to do. You're going to try to, right. you know, take the, take the debris and rebuild it. Uh, are you going to go on and do something else? You're going to take a job. You're going to, you know, uh, you know, start something new. You've got right. all the optionality in the world at that point. And again, I want to reinforce this. I, I had a conversation yesterday with a founder, uh, that, that was very much centered around something similar. And that was, this is an amazing experience that you've just been through. Doesn't feel like it now, right? Uh, But this definitely strengthened the armor. This definitely sharpened some skills. This definitely taught you some lessons. You are now a different, and I would argue, better person coming out the other side of this, even even through what might look like and feel like abject failure. And that leads to a lot of doors being open, a lot of pathways that would not have existed had you not done this, had you not failed, either you know marginally or spectacularly. Doesn't really matter you're going to come out of the other side of this with different experiences and different capabilities and be a different human. And you can leverage right. that if you choose to, like kind of the minute you stop wallowing, uh, you'll start understanding, wow, there's actually an entire world of things open for me to go and do. Um, there was, I, I, I surfaced a tweet yesterday. I'm not going to remember who it was. Um, it was retweeted by Paul Graham. Uh, and it, it was basically this, this, uh, this person was saying, you know, I, I love, ex-founders, right? Former founders, like they're, uh, he's what he's looking for. He wants a, uh, a technical lead, uh, CTO for a company that he's running. And he's like, I want an ex-founder because of all the stuff that they go through. And he's like, I don't think they realize, um, that the, the path of being a founder, it doesn't only lead to having a startup. It also right. leads to some of the best job opportunities and networks ever. Right. right. I'm not saying go fail at your startup and then get a great job. That's an interesting path. Maybe we'll see some people try that intentionally. I hope not. Um, but more to point out that this isn't where the road ends. It's not, you know, complete uh, disaster at this point. You have more options than you had before you started this, not less. But I don't right. think that that's apparent in the moment um, when the, the entire world looks like it's on the other side of a keyhole from you.
1: Well, I agree. And ultimately, what we're talking about is if everything goes sideways, the one, the one opportunity we don't consider is yep. the clean slate. Yeah. Right? So I'm running the agency. We miss payroll. People quit, right? Clients bail. I'm like, oh shit. Um, the one thing I hadn't considered at all, and this is start to where we go to the part where we play this thing out. Yeah. Is wait a minute. If I don't have any payroll, I don't have, a, you know, I can go two, three months, however long, without yeah. having
0: to worry about this thing for a minute, yeah. right? I get a clean You've said slate. this before. Founders, uh, businesses don't run out of money. Founders do, right? Correct. So the fact that the business right. has no money isn't really that much of an issue. Well, what happened was I was like, well, damn,
1: uh, I wake up the next day and I'm like, I can still sell to clients, right? I can still create more opportunities. Maybe I can't hire people full-time. And by the way, maybe I shouldn't have, right? Maybe I should have contracted with people. So this time around, when I do this again, yeah. I'm not going to replicate the same mistakes. Yep, I've got a clean slate. I'm not going to pay everybody before I pay myself. Not going to make that mistake again, right? <laughs> so I get a fresh set of downs to do to, to do all this differently, right? Or another example. Um, some of the startups I ran, after getting into it for a year, year and a half, two years, yeah. I was like, you know what? I actually don't want to run this company, right. right? Like, I've kind of been pulled in this direction because it seemed like a cool idea. And now that I'm into it, this isn't really what I want to be doing for a living. Right. Uh, you know, I want to bounce. And so it was really interesting... Um, to understand you had to live through it, that on the other side of this, you get a clean slate to do whatever you want to do, including just go get a job.
0: (laughs) Take a little breather. Sleep through the night. Things like that.
1: Yeah. I might just want to have health insurance and a a regular paycheck for a minute. Right? Uh, Go do that. Imagine that. Right? they will have me.
0: It's totally different. All right. So, you know, to put a bow on this, what we're essentially saying is that your ability to recover from a disaster doesn't have anything to do with your ability to navigate a disaster or some innate skills that you've got. You don't really have to do anything, right? It's going to resolve itself in most cases. You're going to end up at this situation where you've got the clean slate carte blanche, um, you're, you're back at zero or wherever, you know, wherever you started, plus all those experiences that, that you've tacked on. Right. And so take some solace in that, right? And, right. And, and, and remind yourself that the options that you have available to you post-failure are in almost all cases better than where you were before you started.
1: All right, so that was fun. But let's actually keep this conversation going. You've heard what we think about this, but you know Ryan and I would really like to hear what you think. And we're online like all day long, pretty much talking about Every startup topic you could think of, from fundraising to customer acquisition to just really how to get all of this crazy startup stuff out of your head. And there's tons of other founders just like you. They're weighing in on these topics. So you'll get a chance to just hang out and meet some really smart founders. We're also super, super easy to find. You head over to groups.startups.com and let Ryan and I hear what's on your mind. Let's get to know each other a little bit and let's just start having more of these conversations.